Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on. The celeb- total celebrity segment. I'm excited to welcome the program. Brandon Lang, celebrity handicapper. How are you, Brandon? I'm great, brother. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, man. And I'm excited to chat with you again. Look at this. Let's go right to the Steelers. Are you surprised? 7-0, and the best record in the NFL. Are you shocked by that? Yeah. Um, probably should have lost a couple games early. Um and, and, you know, you, you scratch your head and they, they, they fought through. Um, if you look at the quality of the opponents they've played, um, Giants losing record, Denver losing record, Houston losing record, Philly losing record, Cleveland winning record, Tennessee winning record, Baltimore winning record. Um, they always beat up on Cleveland really, really bad. Um, you know, give them credit for the win at Tennessee. And then they always play, they always play Baltimore tough. So, you know, you look at the remaining part of their schedule, um, Dallas, um, laying 14, um, be shocked if they lose that game outright. Bengals at home. I mean, is Joe Burrow's going to go in there and beat them? Who knows? Um, Jacksonville. Gore, you know, Minshew, um, that could be a head scratcher if, if they lose that. The Ravens on Thanksgiving night. Okay. I mean, that, that, but after that, Washington, nah, at home. The game that I'm going to tell people at Buffalo, it's a weird place to play in December. Then they go at Cincy, Indianapolis at home, and Cleveland. Realistic. Lee speaking, there's 16 and 0 there, bro. There's 16 and 0 there, and it's it's crazy as it sounds to say that. There's 16 and 0 there. There's not one. You no, know, they're favored at Dallas. They'll be favored against Cincinnati. They'll be favored against Jacksonville. They'll be favored against Baltimore. They'll be favored against Washington. Depending on where Buffalo is at at that point, Pittsburgh probably going to be favored there. Favorite against Cincinnati, favorite against Indianapolis, favorite against Cleveland. Um, this, this is mind-blowing to me, to have the kind of year they had last year and to have this schedule fall the way it's falling. Um, I don't think you want to be 16-0 going into the playoffs. I'm sorry, the pre- it's too much pressure. You know, Bill Belichick even said it. He said, I wish we'd have lost a game. He no. said, because the pressure builds. It's it's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever hear anybody say, but you almost want your Steelers to, to have a loss. See, but maybe with COVID and hardly any fans or no fans at all, wouldn't it be awful if they went 16-0 and they shut down the country and they couldn't finish off the perfect season? Oh, I, God, God. There would be, there would be, there would be, you'd have anarchy in, in Pittsburgh. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely anarchy. Kind of like anarchy of what's happening with the election right now. So, yeah. Don't even get me started. Don't don't, even get me started. Stand for it. Okay. So let's go picks. But, okay. So you see Steelers 16 0. I see the same thing. But again, this is Mike Tomlin. Mike's a great guy. Well, I'm saying, let me, let me. Let me rephrase that. I'm saying 16 and 0 is out there. Do I think they go 16 and 0? No, I don't. And and mark this down somewhere where you can come back and look at it. But I said this today. Um, I, I potentially see them laying an egg against Buffalo at home. I see them potentially laying an egg at Cincinnati. You saw the way Joe Burrow's and the Bengals beat Tennessee at home, and they're only going to be a better football team at that point in the season. And their last four games, they will not win. They will. They, okay, let me let me rephrase what I said. Sixteen and zero is out there, but sixteen and zero ain't happening. There's no way they're going to lose two of their last four games to close out the year. I'm going to predict for you um, nine, ten, eleven, nine, ten, eleven. They're probably going to lose to Baltimore in the second meeting to go to eleven and one. If they if they get by Baltimore to go to to go to twelve and zero. Um, they then will beat Washington to go to third. So it'll be 13 and 0, which is where a lot of teams have gotten. They're going to lose two of their last four. And if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say they're going to lose to, um, Buffalo on the road. And then they're going to rest their starters against Cleveland and lose at Cleveland to close out the year. See, and they're going to finish 14 and two. See, I could see, I could see That's them reality. lose the Buffalo. I could see them lose the Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's not. That's what I said. But the, the, no, no. then they'll then they'll beat Cincinnati. They'll beat Indianapolis because Crimea Rivers is not going into Pittsburgh in December and winning that game. And then they'll have the best record in the NFL at fourteen and one. And there'll be no reason to play Big Ben or the starters the last week against Cleveland because they were already locked up on build advantage. And they'll rest all their starters. And the Browns will the Browns will throttle them. And then they'll they'll have their bye week and they're ready to go. So they'll they'll finish fourteen and two. Mark that down. Fourteen and two with their two losses being to Buffalo. And Cleveland last game of the year on the road. All right, all right, perfect, perfect prediction. All right, best games to look at in college and pro this week. Uh, college, Florida plus the three and a half over Georgia. I don't think Georgia offensively can compete with what Trask and that Florida offense is going to do. I like Florida in that game. Um, I think Notre Dame at home plus the seven and a half over Clemson. Too many points to give Notre Dame at home with the kind of team that they have this year. They're also undefeated. They're playing really good football. Um, Clemson sluggish last week with the backup quarterback, although this kid's an absolute stud. I just I don't see Clemson rolling in here and blowing Notre Dame out. I don't. That's why the line's down to five and a half. I'm going to take Notre Dame plus the five and a half to get it done. Last but not least, Northwestern at home. This Northwestern routines, returns 18 starters from a team last year Already went on the road and beat Iowa last week. Um, keep an eye on Northwestern, minus the four. Um, now down to three and a half over Scotty Frost and Nebraska. Okay. Uh, in the NFL, we've already talked about your Steelers. I got a sneaky suspicion that they're not going to cover this number. I don't know why, but you're laying 14 on the road. Same reason why you looked at the Giants in Tampa Bay on Monday night and said, ah, oh, Tampa Bay is going to go in there and blow them out. You start getting double-digit home underdogs in the NFL. Weird things happen, yes. man. Just look at the Giants on Monday night. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Dallas plus the 14. I believe Tampa Bay with Antonio Brown are going to blow the doors off off New Orleans. I will lay the four with Tampa Bay Sunday night. And last but not least, uh, I'm going to keep riding the Raiders. 
bottom line is this. If, if, if you can beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, yeah. you, can, you can beat Justin Herbert and the Raiders at home uh, in L.A. with no fans. Play the Raiders plus the one over the Chargers. Now, let's go. BrandonLang.com. What about this presidential election? Is Trump going to win, or when is this going to be decided? Yes, He's Trump a... won't. Trump won't. Trump won't win the election, but he'll win it in the Supreme Court with 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 what the Constitution says about mail-in balloting, um, and just let it play out. Trump's our president. Biden will never see the White House. You heard it for for Brandon Lang. Uh, go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And there's something in the Constitution about mail-in balloting, and Trump's just been setting on it. Trump called this two months ago when he said they're going to steal the election. He, he knew what he was talking about, um, and he's got had has he's got his lawyers and the Supreme Court standing by. That's why he got that female into the Supreme Court late, um, which is why he pushed so hard for it. Just sat back and relaxed. Joe Biden will never see the White House. That comes from LangerTheBanger.com. All right, so we'll take that prediction, and you know what? You hear from Brandon Lang. You know there's something up. Uh, so let's wait and see the courts. That'll really burn down the White House uh, if that happens. If Trump wins in exactly the Supreme right, Court. Exactly right, bro. Oh, it's going to be chaos. Oh, exactly right. Oh, my. But at least we'll be open and have chaos instead of closed. That's it, baby. Chaos. That's it, we, baby. Dallas plus 14 over your Steelers. And uh, right. Pittsburgh wins by a field goal. All right, Brandon. Thanks again, man. All right, have a good week. All right, you too. Bye-bye. You'll listen to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Neil Haley here. Lensec has been a sponsor of the Neil Haley Show and Total Media Network for around a year and a half. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about Lensec. Lensec has been a pioneer in IP security videos since 1998. The company is a trusted security partner with experience around the world. Lensec has experience working with customers in higher education, K-12 education, government, public safety, critical infrastructure, healthcare, commercial, and more. The physical security experts at Lensec help customers develop enterprise solutions for their complex physical security projects using our flagship software, Perspective VMS. Lensec's enterprise-level video management software, Perspective VMS, is a browser-based software that streams and captures IP security camera video. The latest version of PVMS uses HTML5 interactive features in a thin client application that is designed to provide real-time situational awareness. Access control and other advanced features are integrated into a unified security platform, creating an ability to track behavior and movement while monitoring the live or recorded video. For more information, please visit Lensec.com. And now back to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show, and I'm excited about our guests. It's really an amazing story of courage and hope, and especially this month of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and especially Susan G. Komen Foundation. And so I'm excited to welcome the program, Matt Dozot and Heather St. Marie of Dozot St. Marie. Guys, how are you? And thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having us. We're doing great. Okay, you so nailed it. You got so, the pronunciation. Hey, man, I, I <laughs> have to nail it. And then doing all these different interviews, I, I want to do that and do that. So let's kind of just jump really quickly. I think the best story is in this whole thing is 
how you guys started this group. Tell us the story. Do you want to start? Uh, well, she and I met, I, we were teenagers and uh, we just had a musical connection. We started playing kind of coffee houses it, we were in North Louisiana. Uh, we, I was trying to form a band. We finally, we formed the band, did a lot of touring, ended up moving out here in 2002. And, uh, you know, we, we toured a lot with the band. And then uh, whenever touring with the band started getting fewer and farther between, she and I started um, trying to find homes for songs that we had written that were not so much rock band material. And so we decided to do Doza St. Marie, the duo, and launched out on a tour. And it just, it just kind of like took off. It became like the thing. And uh, so all of a sudden we were doing Doza St. Marie touring much more than the band touring. And then um, got picked up by Rick Springfield and he started taking us out and opening his uh, solo acoustic shows. And it's just been a, a, a ride, <laughs> a heck of Absolutely. a ride. Being a couple, how challenging is it to work together so much? You know, we're fortunate. It's not that bad at all. I mean, we love working with each other and uh, love spending time with each other. I know that's rare. I mean, most people, I wouldn't suggest <laughs> doing that. It could be volatile. <laughs> you know, we both work from home and we have our studio and then when we get in the quarter tour, we're driving, you know, 20 hours together, but we make it work. We love it. We're fortunate like that. See, it just works. Yeah. Always has. It works perfectly because you both are musicians. You understand each other, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's you know, a very and we, we realize that we're a team. You know, we mm -hmm. help each other in times. You know, there were times where, you know, I'm a freelance graphic designer just to pay some bills. And so there's times where he wasn't working, I was. And that was fine. And then there were times when I'm not working and he is and it's fine. And I think that led to a successful breast cancer battle, you yeah. know, because we learned a lot on the road. Being able to adapt on the fly, I think, was mm -hmm. crucial. So let's kind of talk about that story. Matt, when okay, you first so heard that, or how, how shocked were you? Uh, well, we were really shocked. Um, you know, she found the lump. We were on tour with Pat Benatar and Rick Springfield in she found the lump. Was, uh, she was getting ready for a show. We were in the Midwest somewhere. We were getting ready for a show and she found the lump. She like came out and she's like, you know, do you see this? And I could see it across the room. It's just, I was like, wow, you know, but she had had some, some little things before that were not cancer. Like a little cyst, you know, and they were like, oh, don't worry. So that's what I keep going. We really thought it was not cancer because it was so big, you know, mm -hmm. where you could literally see it. And we always thought, you know, cancer is usually like little size of or whatever and so we're like well, it can't be cancer um you know because it, it came out of nowhere you know cancers don't usually do that so uh it was a shock and the way that we found out it, her doctor uh was on vacation and the nurse got the results of the biopsy um and the nurse knew that the doctor was out for two weeks and she didn't want us to be sleeping on this diagnosis so she ended up doing it over the phone the poor lady i mean she did and she didn't know she didn't know how to read what she was reading, but she knew it was cancer. Mm -hmm. And so that was the only news that we got was, hey, sorry to tell you this, but you have cancer, but I can't tell you any more about it. So I don't know what, you know, so we, then we didn't know. And we were afraid to mean? start Googling the lab results. You know, we had this thing and I'm like, gosh, you know, you, you start Googling symptoms and next thing you know, like bad. you're down a hole you don't want to be in. So we didn't Super really bad. know what to do. But that was the very first beginnings of realizing what a beautiful community this whole thing is. Mm -hmm. I mean, no one wants cancer of any type, right. but 
it's actually a beautiful group of people. So we knew that a friend of ours in the music industry had had breast cancer and, you know, fortunately hers wasn't so bad. She had a lumpectomy and was okay. So Matt hit her up and was like, do you mind looking this up for us? You know, Google this for us. And if it's okay news, let us know. If it's bad news, don't tell us. You know, that way there was a filter. Right. And so, you know, cause I had an appointment. She gave me, the nurse gave us a name of an oncologist, a referral, but I mean, it was three weeks out before I could even see her. So yeah. we were sitting on this, like, we don't know anything. So, you know, we had a lot of people selectively we told and they were like, I'll help you. Okay, this is not terrible. This is actually a treatable form. And so by the time I got into the oncologist, I kind of had an idea and she confirmed a lot of we figured out, you know, it was aggressive, but it was treatable, you know, it was hormone based. So it was wow. a, the best scenario when you get breast cancer. Well, I, most definitely. How did yeah. you get involved with the Cummins Foundation, especially with your having proceeds before the pandemic going out on tour what how did you get involved in this well you know one of the things that no one really tells you and I'm finding out now it's kind of common when you get you know a diagnosis like cancer I mean you just get into battle mode right mm -hmm. and every day is you get up you might have doctor's appointments you've got medications you need to take symptoms you need to check and you're just kind of go 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 fight 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 and then by the time my oncologist said, you know, well, congratulations, you know, you can now consider yourself cancer free. And now we're moving into a 10 year preventive maintenance uh, transition. And it was weird because here we are, we're thinking we should be celebrating. And instead there was this weird depression that kind of kicked in yes. because all of a sudden like that had just kind of, we bottomed out. There's no more fight and you get up every day and you're just aimless. Like, well, now what am I supposed to do? And we kind of could feel it and we started talking about it and it was like, kind of like, oh, you're feeling that too. And so, and a dear friend of mine hit me up and he was like, you know, I just want you to be aware of this. And he said, he had a friend that went through and once he was beyond it, it's almost like his life came crashing down because he didn't understand like, now what do I do? Right. That transition's difficult. Right. And so we decided to kind of start channeling that into helping other people. You know, gotcha. because there are so many. You got connected to Susan G. Cummins. That's, we that's, reached out to yeah, them so that's just what we as did. A, a vehicle because Susan G. Cummins was also one of our only trusted information. Their website was one of the most trusted uh, sites for information for us because, again, we didn't want to start Googling going down that rabbit hole. So, right. Um, right. you know, it's, it's the name, you know, that you know for breast cancer. And so we exactly. reached out to them and said, let's start raising awareness, raising funds whatever we can do to help give back it's because it's it's a uh, therapeutic for us and it helps others so win-win yeah. yeah so absolutely and so you start raising money for them on tour and then COVID hits another challenge for you guys right as a music yeah. well yeah we had been you know basically at home self-quarantining for a year and a half with cancer you know went through chemo radiation and we just kind of avoided people and too busy anyway to really do anything and so we're finally like yay we can get out there my hair's growing back I'm ready to hit the world and then the whole world shut down <laughs> and so it was just kind of like you know we're just going to crawl back into our little hole in our cave exactly. but we also knew that we had a distinct idea of what people were going to go through the different stages of like okay this is all right I can handle this and then the depression starts to kick in and like the groundhog day feeling of just getting up doing the same thing over and over 
And so with Komen, you know, we had done a video campaign about that, just, you know, mental health, mental health, you know, as relates to this prolonged shut-in because we knew there were going to be mental health problems coming because we had just done this, you know, so we, we kind of did an awareness thing with Komen um, video series, just kind of talking about what to look out for, you know, and there's, you know, the pitfalls. Right. And just taking time to take care of yourself. I think we all need to realize that, you know. Exactly. And so from there, What's new with you guys, especially with COVID? Are you doing any performances lately or what's going on in that way? You know, we did a few online performances, but all touring is shut down and we really don't know when we're going to be able to tour again. You know, it's twofold. I mean, not only is it not safe for everybody to get into groups and, you know, go to a live concert, but, you know, when things finally open up again, we're, we don't know how many venues are actually going to have survived. COVID. See, I, that's, that's the point, especially, you know, performers in any type of thing are really unless you're like in the an area where you're going to try driving ones but it's not very valuable for the venue or the people so it's when is this going to happen when are we going to get back and i think that online performances have you been doing some online performances some we did some we decided just to focus on recording a lot of new music writing and recording and then you know, things that we, we tour, typically we're on the road most of the year. Oh my so God. we've been ignoring our online channels, you know, like YouTube and yeah. Instagram and Spotify. So we're just focusing on building that right now while we're That's forced cool. to be home. And then what yeah. else you could think about is, you know, that connectivity with the fans The might have to start thinking about online performances more and more in yeah. 2020 or even in 2021, depending on what happens because yeah, that right. and just really make sure that all your fans that you've toured all over the place can come back. See, but everybody yeah. has to think about that shift, especially yes. the ones that are used to live performances. How do you make it online and make it a success? It's a challenge, but everyone has to shift online from what I'm hearing. Even with yes, the vaccine, I'm not hearing the greatest things in the world, especially for restaurants, bars, certain performance venues. I mean, just yeah. think yeah. how much money the NFL has lost in revenue for that city. Only having 6,000 fans or 7,000 in a 60,000 seat stadium. They were talking about something about Penn State today. Penn State's opening up all you, at Penn State, at State College, all you do is go to Penn State football. And now they're only gonna have like 6,000 fans. It's crazy. In a 100,000 seat stadium. Wow. And they were used to having hundreds of thousands of people come to State College to patronize the restaurants and all that stuff, nothing. So everyone's gonna have to figure out that online shift for sure. All right, guys. It's gonna be a challenge, you know, definitely a challenge. I mean, we, we had a huge summer tour plan before COVID, we were going out with Chicago and Rick Springfield, it was all like arenas and, and stuff. I think that it's gonna be a while for those tours coming back, but she and I can go and do smaller venues. We're pretty nimble in that way. So, you know, we'll be able to get back to work, I'm sure by like summer, I would think. Let's um, hope. I hope even early. Let's see. Let's yeah. just let's keep our fingers crossed. I mean, I don't know. You know, you hear that maybe a vaccine it might be widely available around springish, and the touring industry is usually three months lag after that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're kind of thinking like a, maybe a midsummer. Um, we just don't know. We're we're trying to just crank out whatever creative output we can. New music. We've been doing a lot of music videos. We'll do some online performances. Um, we're trying to shy away from doing the couch concerts all the time. You know, a weekly thing that some 
performers have done. It's, uh, but everybody's just kind of trying to figure it out. I and mean, this is, it's a new, a new era that we're, we're all, we're all scrambling to figure out how we can survive. You know? Exactly. And, and you'll, you will, and you'll thrive just like overcoming what Heather was able to overcome. So you never know for sure. Keep battling, keep going. Where can people connect with you? Where's the best place? Easiest would be dsm.band. That's our website. And you can, from there, you'll be able to go to all of our social channels. Because That's so people don't have to remember Dozat St. Marie. Right. Just dsm.band. DSM. (laughs) And if you screw it up, I think we have dsmband.com. Yep. Either one. You'll you'll find us. So how's Rick doing? Because you always were touring with him. What's going on with him? Oh, well. he pivots and he's been so busy that since dude, the very beginning. Yeah. He's amazing. His work ethic is, is insane. I mean, he's kind of like immediately right when it hit, he was already doing, you know, web series with uh, Vance DeGeneres. Yep. He did this awesome web series and it ended up on a song. We were in, actually in the music video too. That's yeah. for this, this song. And uh, I mean, that guy's just always, always working, always thinking about the next thing. And he kind of keeps us on our toes. I mean, He's 71 uh, and, and we go out and we tour them. We, we'll fly out and do, you know, three shows in the New England States or whatever and come back. And Heather and I are just like exhausted. We're on the couch, just watching TV, you know, doing whatever. And then we'll meet back up with him the next week, somewhere else in the Southern States or whatever to go do some shows. And, you know, we'll be like, hey, you know, what have you been up to? Just hanging out? I said, no, you know, I was working on a, a new record and I was doing, writing a book and this and that. I'm like, we're just like, like, oh, you got to slow down. You're making me look bad. All right, guys. Funny, well, right? I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks, Hassan. Thank you. Yeah. Update, give us updates and then have you back on next year to continue to promote uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So thanks again for coming. Thank by. you so much, Thank Neil. You. All right, take care. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right, guys. Bye. All right. Yeah. You're listening to Neil Haley. So I'm watching the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a minute. Celebrity Slots. Free Free to play mobile social slot games in the likeness of your favorite celebrities. Making money. Spin to win celebrity experiences through sweepstakes. Free to download. Free to play. Yeah, baby. What are you waiting for? Win meet and greets, celebrity merchandise, gift cards, and more. Download Celebrity Slots today. We're back to the Neil Haley Show. And you know what? Uh, The election's finally over. We don't have results yet, but at least we can talk about something new now. So I'm excited to welcome the program, Augie. And Augie's going to do something really amazing. He has found a way that someone has created on how to stop the aging process. Augie, how are you? Tell our uh, listeners a little bit about your background first. Oh yeah, well, I'm doing wonderful and thank you for having me here. I, uh, I um, well, we talk about aging, I'm not a doctor. And so of course, nothing that I say can be construed to be medical advice, but I'm a researcher. I've been studying medical journals, uh, New England Journal of Medicine, Lancet and several others. And I'm finding that, yes, it can be done. We can, in fact, reverse the aging process. And um, what I normally do shows on this, I'm telling people, get a pen out and some paper, because chances are you may want to write some of this down. 
or, or they might or they might want to augie listen to what you've talked about so far and then go to your website or somewhere else where there's a lot more information which there you go that, that's that's another uh point so you yep. so how far can we reverse the aging process so let's say someone like myself who's 47 years old how much can i reverse that aging well we don't know when people are different their uh, physiological composition is different so we don't really know how younger people act to it but i know for myself uh, about four years ago, I started to look a little ragged, you know, get some gray, gray hair and stuff. I don't really see any of that anymore. And uh, I'm 74 and uh, I work 12, 15, 16 hours a day and I have more energy than most people half my age. But I want to put it out there for people because this is hard to believe. I want to get some credibility behind it. And that is that in 2009, three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process. And nobody hardly talks about it. It is almost like there's a code of silence around it. Nobody well, really- People don't want this because, Augie, they don't want this because if this came out, it'd be big, it'd be big time changes. Oh, can you imagine what would happen to social security and the pension programs if people quit dying? <laughs> Yeah, I think we all can. So, you know, that's probably one of the reasons why um, doctors especially don't talk about it. Once in a while, I hear a naturopathic doctor talk about some of these things. But otherwise, to uh, verify this for yourself, go to the Nobel Committee's website, scroll down to 2009, scroll down again to medical submissions and read the papers, you're gonna like it. So somewhere in those papers, one of the doctors make the comment that if we had, or if the, our body was able to produce enough of this enzyme, there will be no reason for anybody to die from old age anymore. Uh, that's powerful. And I know enough about the Nobel Committee's practices and rules that if they found something wrong in their submissions, they would reject it. I mean, I can't believe it. What, so tell us the steps of how we can do this. Well, first of all, uh, can I, before I get to that, can I put a little more credibility behind it? Yes, I would like to. I believe you. That's the problem, Augie. Already yeah. Believe. But I'll tell you, though, there's going to be a lot of people out there that's going to look at the radio or TV or whatever they're watching this, and they're going to say, no, nah, it can't be. Well, uh, I did some research, and I found some really old people. Uh, one of them was a um, Chinese university professor that came to New York in the 1950s on an exchange program, and uh, he went out with some colleagues, and he had dinner, and he got food poisoning and died. So he ended up at the morgue and they going through his papers. They found the passport and uh, they said, no, something's wrong here. So they called the ambassador and said, this can't be right. The guy is 154 years old. It can't be right. And the ambassador said, yes, he is. And they asked the ambassador, this is, you know, from a newspaper article. So they, the ambassador said, yes, he is. And they asked him, how can that be? 
And he said, first of all, he only ate Chinese herbs and berries. And he also knew he could never die. And that is one guy. I found another one that died from an accident. Uh, he was also Chinese. He was an herbalist and a martial art teacher for the Chinese army for as long as anybody had known. And the uh, New York Times wrote an article on this a few years after he died. And they uh, actually went to his village and they saw the papers with the government verify his age on several occasions. He died from an accident in 256. So now we got this concept that humanity has the capacity for extremely old age is just that we don't have the nutritional uh, substances that it takes for the body to rebuild itself. And uh, there is really only one reason why we get old and die. Now, we are told that there are many other reasons, you know, the, the free radicals and all kinds of good stuff. Yes, that's true. But those are contributories towards that one reason. And the only reason why we get old and die is because of the shortening of the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside our cells. Now, those... Um, those chromosomes, uh, I mean, those telomeres, they're kind of like the, the end of a shoelace, the hardened part at the end of the shoelace. For every time the cell replicate itself and duplicate itself, these telomeres get a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter until they are so short, they're no longer able to keep the, uh, the, uh, the end of the chromosome together. So they start fraying and the cells are no longer able to replicate themselves. And we get stuck with old cells in the body and we get older and older and we die. Now let's get to your question. How do we do this? Well, how do we do this? How do we do this? It is really fairly simple. Our body produces this enzyme that they found. The enzyme is called telomerase. And the body produces this enzyme. But as we get above the age of about 25 or so, the body is not quite producing enough of it to keep up with the, with the, um, the uh, replication of cells. So, we're getting behind a little bit. And when we are about 60, 70, 80 years old, we hardly produce much of this enzyme at all. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that's the reason that the telomeres start shortening. Now, the, I found out what these people ate, the, especially Li Xing Yuan that died from an accident at 256. I found out what they ate and how they lived because I researched them and don't speak of it much in English, but in uh, foreign newspapers, uh, they talk about it. Uh, and uh, I read foreign newspapers every night. So uh, that's where you find the real good stuff. One of the things that they ate, which was the major, most important thing is astragalus. 
astragalus, the astragalus herb that helps to produce this enzyme in our body the natural way. And especially if you also take it with pepper, black pepper at the same time, you magnify wow. the effect. Another one that is called the immortality herb in China is called the Jiaogulin herb. Actually, that probably would be good if I spelled it out. J-I-A-O-G-U-L-A-N herb. That's the immortality herb they talk about. Wow. Those two is the kind of the backbone of this process. I take a lot of other stuff too but this is the backbone of it. And in my book on uh, spiritual science, higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness, I explain exactly what I do and how people can do this. Now there is another way, and that is there is a pharmaceutical or semi-pharmaceutical out there. It's a nature suit, natural surgical or whatever they call it. And that's a little expensive. That'll run you about $400 a month to do this. And I have studied that too. And I find some people say, yeah, this seems to work pretty good. Other people say, I don't see a thing. But the people that is doing it the natural way where the body can produce its own enzyme, they seem to do a lot better, especially me, I've been doing it for about four years and I really see a big difference. And um, this is something that, you know, if you're 19 years old right now, 10 foot tall and bulletproof, you probably don't care much about what I'm saying, yeah, right. but you have parents. Your parents may want to know about this. So tell them about it. They would probably appreciate it. So basically where can we find information on that Augie so people can kind of really delve into it more deeply so they can kind of study this diet well they can uh, start with googling the you know the um, the Chinese immortality herb that is one term that you can use that brings up a lot of reading and also astragalus for anti-aging that brings up a lot of reading uh, what I have also done, I have a book out where I explain what I do and what works for me and what worked for Li Xing Yuan and also the university professor. Um, that book is called Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. And in there, we talk about a lot of other things. I teach people how to use their mind in ways that they normally would think be impossible. And this is one of them. Because, you know, we all heard about, you know, the fountain of youth and uh, there really isn't such a thing, but it seems that there's something that can close. And when we talk about this, this really actually is knocking on the door of immortality, even though theoretically it might be possible. I kind of doubt that it actually could be in practice because sooner or later you're going to step in front of a bus, you know, or get sick and die. But the, uh, there are really old papers in the Sumerian tablets. They talk about people living thousands of years and they name them. In the King's List, they talk about people have lived thousands of years and they name them and they 
they fit in with history as it is also written in certain way, even though they don't mention the age. So there is other links to the truth behind what is being kept from us that can be can be read about. I also speak about that in the book. And uh, wow, yeah, yeah, it's definitely something that people want. I tell you, especially the stress that they've gone through. Uh, with the coronavirus, it's time, and they've seen their aging increase with the stress of the coronavirus. Oh, well, absolutely! To reverse it right now. Yeah, stress is uh, one of the contributors, and is a very strong one. And uh, in fact, when you start reversing the aging process, all age-related diseases go away. That's not me saying that. That says right in the Nobel papers. So you can go read that. Let's say that you know, Alzheimer's is one of so-called age-related diseases, which it really isn't. You know, it's you know, aluminum poisoning and stuff like that. But that also seems to go away because it cleans itself out. The younger the cells become, they have more capacity to keep themselves clean. And of course, very important to keep the lymph system clean so you can wash it all out. So there's a lot of other medical uh, practices that would go into this. I would definitely say uh, for myself, at least, exercise and meditate and study. Go Google this term. Uh, that's, um, well, meditation is probably one of the most important thing we can do. And uh, from there on, then uh, anything can happen. Well, I tell you, everyone needs to read your book. Check out the research. Augie, I appreciate you coming by. Look forward to a, another uh, time to come visit the show to provide such great information like you did today. One last thing I want to say. Uh, I am also a, uh, TV, I mean, a radio talk show host. And go look at my uh, radio programs where I also talk about some of these things. And that is broadcastteamalpha.com. You're going to have fun with that. All right. Perfect. Thanks again, Augie, for coming by. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. You're listening to the O'Haley Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.